Hello and welcome to a special playoff edition of the lineup from True Blue LA. Playoffs? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, every year I just ask for three sweeps or four sweeps, whatever it takes in a row. Uh, blowouts I just want no no stress and for you know a good three four innings uh it looked like we may be uh on on that road and then it's been stress since then the Dodgers are tied one and one uh with the with the San Diego Padres we're gonna catch up on games one and two and we're gonna look ahead to games uh three and four and maybe five uh, you know if that that ends up happening all of that after this Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Dodgers win game one. They lose game two. You have any? Uh, what are your? What are you? What are your sort of first wave of thoughts uh, with these two games? Um, you know, it's funny about the, so the right as we started recording, the first thing that came to my mind, and it this is so dumb, but like uh, it has nothing to do with the actual game. But at the start of each game, you know, they're on. It's it's national. It's all national TV now, and uh, Fox and. Fox Sports is doing the NL side of the playoffs. And so you have like, there's a sort of liaison, I guess a producer uh, for Fox Sports down near uh, the Dodgers dugout. And they're like communicating up to the booth. And there's like, I I don't know if you saw this, but um, on Manny Machado's home run in game two, the, the, they have like a, cameraman run out and so they get the like real close up of him like rounding third base uh that sort of a thing when they show that on on tv Mm -hmm. uh the cameraman almost 
ran over the uh, Padres third base coach who I just learned yesterday is Matt Williams. Um, and uh, but the 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 thing that stood out to me in both games one and two was right before the game, before first pitch. Um, you know, like first batter is announced and everything. The the person, the producer, like walks out onto like the grass, like essentially in between the Dodger dugout on the on deck on deck circle, and she's holding up her hand, like like you know, her putting up her like wait, hold, hold, and then like and then she'll give the go ahead, and it's like the game can begin because like the television gods have granted it, <laughs> and that has been one of my favorite moments of uh, both games, and not to say that the baseball wasn't great. But like, um, it's just like, it's just so funny. You're just sitting there watching. You're like, why is she on? Oh, okay, I get it. It's the TV person. But um, yeah, so it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you're right. Like, there was a, there were definitely different vibes to both games. Um, game one, as you said, was, well, here comes the blowout. Dodgers own the Padres. They they're just continuing up at the same time. That was the game where you knew that it was the Dodgers' big advantage. They had uh, Urias going, and the Padres had Mike Clevenger because the choice was either Mike Clevenger or um, uh, Sean Manaya. Sean Manaya, who was absolutely trampled by the Dodgers this year, and um, in a relative sense, the Dodgers only scored 14 runs in 13 innings against Mike Clevenger, and that was the better of the two lines. <laughs> uh, so you knew that was going to go badly. For them, um, but the blowout never happened because the Dodgers just stopped hitting. They got Clevenger out of there in the third, and then they, as of through game two, nine and a third innings against the Padres bullpen, no runs. They got no hits in game one. Uh, you know, they still won the game, but uh, and then four hits in game uh, game two, but they're they're four for thirty two against the bullpen, which is which is wild, but uh, yeah. And that was supposed to be an area, not necessarily of, I don't want to say weakness of the Padres, but at least I have no stats to back this up. So you can, you feel free to tell me if I'm wrong, but in my head, the Dodgers have not struggled against the the Padres bullpen. And if they, you know, in a U Darvish game where, you know, he was generally pretty good this year against the Dodgers, as long as you could wait him out, same thing with Snell, you had a really good chance against that bullpen. So if they can't figure this bullpen out, all of a sudden, that that's really bad news, right? Uh, and the thing is, I would say, like game two was like the result, obviously bad. The Dodgers lost five to three. That that was more of the um, the back and forth. Uh, I I was straining to make like a, a heavyweight fight type reference in the recap, and I ended up I couldn't make it work, so I scrapped it. But they were they were kind of trading punches for a good portion of that game, like. It was going back and forth. In fact, the game was separated. Uh, the teams were separated by uh, either tied or one run uh, for the whole game until the eighth when, when the Padres uh, widened their advantage to two, the widest uh, margin of the game. That was just like a really back and forth game. And I think so. I'm not like the Dodgers did not get the hit they needed, right, to score. But it's one of those, it's just weird. I, I don't know. It feels. I'm not like optim optimistic is the wrong word. They seem to be in a better spot than they were in, in like the last six innings of game one when they just stopped hitting. Like the Dodgers didn't score in the last six innings of game two. They literally had like, uh, well, okay. So 
they almost had a runner in scoring position in all six of those innings. Uh, Mookie Betts was called out trying to steal base. Had he been called safe and it was challenged, I don't think they overturned that, but he was called out. Looked safe-ish on the replay, but uh, one of those where, you know, not enough to overturn. So he's out. But that was that was like their smallest rally of the um, of the the last six innings. So they they had a lot of guys on. Um, there was I think the big play was the Juan Soto uh, Deke in right field, which fooled Will Smith. Uh, it was Max Max Muncy who hit it. Smith was on first. With this is no outs in the six. They had they had just chased you Darvish. Uh, who had lasted uh, six innings in like 24 straight starts. So that was like a huge thing. He didn't get an out in the sixth. Um, but so they're sitting, it's a pretty good situation. Now, Smith was fooled, under, you know, sort of understandably. Uh, the ball was over Soto's head, but Soto like sort of, he went back and put his glove up as if he's going to catch it. So Smith's like, oh, do I have to go back? And he sort of hesitated. And then when it became clear it was over his head, then he easily made it to third. But that hesitation, Max Muncy's watching, ended up not getting to second on a ball he hit over Soto's head to the wall and right, which is troubling. Um, but after the game, like Muncy said, you know, he was it was because what he was watching Smith. He didn't want to get caught up between first and second, you know, like that sort of a thing. Like that is reasonable to me, especially with no outs. It didn't work out because um, Justin Turner struck out. And then um, uh, Gavin Lux hit into a double play. And, of course, it can't be a double play if there's not a runner on first, so on, on a ground ball. So that was, like, unfortunate more than anything. Uh, the other sort of big thing was when the Dodgers pinch hit for Cody Bellinger with Josh Hader uh, on the mound in the eighth. Um, oh, oh kind of going to get our first Chris Taylor appearance. Wait. Austin Barnes, what? Like, <laughs> uh, so that that was a little bit surprising. I, and I sort of assumed that it was because, you know, Taylor, who hadn't played in forever, still sort of iffy. But Dave Roberts insisted that he's healthy. Um, and they went because of um, Austin Barnes' shorter swing path against Hayter. Um, so, yeah, the, the bottom line, like, that was kind of a uh, – a dire situation anyway. Hater's tough to hit against in, in any situation. Like you're going to give Miguel Vargas's first postseason plate appearance like that, you know, like, uh, or, you know, or, or it, was, it was tough all the way around. So like none of the choices were ideal, but uh, that was surprising. But yeah, I don't like, it's weird. Like um, there's, I don't, it's hard to say like blame, right? Like to blame something. I know they didn't hit with runners in scoring position. Like that's just how how it works sometimes. And but I generally think if you keep giving yourself chances, you'll you'll cash some in. But the problem with the postseason is you don't have the time to let that normalize. So you have to have them right now. And that's that's where the like the the sort of I guess worry comes in. I don't I don't know. I guess from the fan base, but who knows? But it was just weird. Now, I, I mean, from the fan base, but from you, you can now not win our contest bet. You had the Dodgers sweeping the Padres. I did. I had, Much like I had the Padres in two in the last round, uh, I had the Dodgers in three. So I guess I'll just be off by game, which will make you the winner when the Dodgers uh, win both games in San Diego, perhaps. That, that's that's the only path uh, for your 
your victory. So it's a wonderful path. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I guess so. I guess the positives uh, for the first two games. One, I gotta go Great. to game one. That's the biggest positive. <laughs> yeah. And wait. Okay. So I, you texted me. I think this was right when you got there, and you said. I could eat ten hot dogs, yep. and I want to know how or how then Dodger dogs. How many Dodger dogs did only, you eat? Only two. Only two. Nerves took uh, over of it. Like I was uh, actually left to get um, a jersey, a uh, a second beer, and then more something to eat uh, when it was five zero uh, with a friend of mine. And so I'm like, you know, five zero is that perfect. I can now yeah. relax and literally within minutes you know home run gets hit <laughs> i'm like oh never mind uh now we're back on the path of and once i get too nervous I, i'm not gonna pick out on dodger dogs so uh only only the two but it was they were delicious and they were sold out of mookie betts jerseys so okay. I, I didn't so wait, get wait, that wait, either so <laughs> oh you, so you didn't get a jersey at no because i yeah i wanted a mookie betts one and Wait, so have you ever seen, I don't, and I don't even know what network this is on. I've only seen YouTube clips of this and I know people talk about it, but it's a hockey show, uh, or it's about more than hockey, but it's called Shorzy. I, have I think it's, it's, not. it's like an offshoot of Letterkenny. Um, but I was wondering if fans of that show buy Shorzy jerseys, that's, that's what I was getting Probably. at with that, but that was a very long way to get there. But yeah. So other, other positives. I think you were going to get at Trey Turner has looked uh, unlike his previous October. Oh man, yeah, because he, he, he had not, he had basically. I mean, you can't say he's done nothing, but he had he had a 500 OPS in the playoffs last year. He had uh, not much higher than that for 39 games in his postseason career, and he's uh, he went homer double in game one, and he homered in game two. Like he's been really good. Like Freddie Freeman homered in game two. Like. Um, and he doubled uh, later in the game. Um, I think there's there's like a lot to like. I guess the the other um, big things um, with the Padres lineup, it's always like sort of geared around. Okay, when are Soto and Machado due up? How how soon are they coming? Like that that's what you're sort of thinking. Like the last like five innings of the game, you know how you're sort of managing to that, and then and. Uh, they had um, Yency Almonte come in uh, in game two, and he, he struck out everyone, including Soto and Machado. And then Tommy Canley did the same thing later. And, like, uh, for guys who had been out for, like, a long time and have just come back and were both really good, they looked great. Um, uh, Blake Trinan did not. He gave, gave up a home run that I think hasn't landed yet to Jake Cronenworth. <laughs> uh, it was a first game for Trinan and, and forever um, in, in like 37 days, I think. But um, he, it's going to be interesting to see how they use him. Dave Roberts was saying like he wasn't sure if he was going to use him in leverage situations, but sometimes you're kind of forced to. They have they, they could potentially have three days in a row with a game. So um, who know, he's not going to go back to back or anything, but they have an off day. We're recording on an off day. So, um, yeah, like I don't know. Like they're – they seem to be it's i mean it's 1-1 one, one. like they they have i guess we'll talk about the rest of the series later but i don't know i i am it's it's i didn't well i predicted the dodgers would sweep so i can't say i didn't i wasn't overlooking the padres but the padres are still good right like the dodgers have a tough road ahead of them i still think the dodgers are in good shape for the series but 
Um, yeah, like uh, yeah, we one can, one. We'll, uh, I guess the had they lost game one and won game two would have felt a lot different, right? Like it's just the weird how like I guess it, that's like a psychology thing or is is a fan thing or what? I don't know. Yeah. So before we move on, take a break and talk. Look ahead to why you, you why you have some optimism going to the next two or three games. Anything else? The only thing I want to call out is the speaking of uh, double plays, the the one in game one. Uh, oh my goodness, was that was a good play, a, a really fun play to see live because it the I did not have a particularly good sightline to judge that ball, so it went through and I'm like, oh, that's a single. And then I'm like, oh wait, maybe he can has enough time to just like stop it, and you know, bases loaded, but yeah. nobody scores. And then it was two outs. It was just unreal how. So they it was hit so hard uh, that uh, Will Myers hit it, and then Gavin Lux not only got to it, uh, stopped it, made a very quick turn uh, or quick throw to uh, Trey Turner at second. So they got the one out, but then Trey Turner double clutched, but also because it was hit so hard and that Lux fielded it so quickly he still had time to turn to like i was i was shocked all the way around on that um uh there before also before we move on the goose uh <laughs> the, the, for for a good few minutes there is that a duck or a goose and then, like you know there was a lot of confusion what the hell is that why is it still out there uh that was a funny moment and like it had the dodgers won <laughs> we there there like we'd be literally talking about the rally goose forever at this point like it would it would be a thing it would be uh yeah it would it was it would just be huge but it uh it was it was it was just otherwise fun this fun little distraction there at the end but uh yeah a little way that there is intention yeah i never, yeah, I never saw never saw a goose on the field i was hoping they'd just leave it out there um for a while like i don't know but uh the the crowd was into it too that was that was pretty funny like um uh there was also oh man i don't remember which batter it was um it was a padres batter but there was and i honestly don't remember if this was game one or game two it's all sort of a blur right now but there was a um it was a two-strike pitch and uh, like a check swing and the crowd sensing an inning ending strikeout was like started to roar but then the the home plate umpire called it a, this was, uh, this was it game a ball. one yeah and he's like yeah and then and then there was like a pause and then he looked down and then almost immediately the first base ump called the guy out and then so it was like this yeah uh, yeah like from the crowd <laughs> it was it was really funny like it was, i just thought that delay was hilarious so cool well let's yeah. uh let's look at the the games to come after this Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So we at least have a game three and a game four. Uh, it could be a game five immediately after, should the series get split. We have, we thought would be... Uh, Tyler Anderson going tomorrow for the Dodgers, but it's it's not. It's Tony Gonsolin. Uh, so let, let's start there. Uh, what do you think the weird rationale is behind that? Do you expect uh, just to, to straight up be Tyler Anderson in game four? Do you think there's anything else going on here? I think the goose was part of a viral marketing campaign. Uh, <laughs> that was a once that goose happened, we should have known it was going to be um, Tyler or uh, Goose Goose Tony Gonsolin. Um, I, I was surprised to a point. Like it, it was weird how before game three, before game two. Now, keep in mind, there's also an off day, but generally the procedure is uh, pre-game interviews. It's like some player manager always goes pre and post game. But then also uh, for pregame, you get the next day's next game starting pitcher. So, um, and that's it's mostly because you got to remember like there's a lot of like national reporters, so you're just sort of getting all the the sort of like you know pretty um, like just exposition type questions, you know, to introduce them to whatever. But that that's sort of the reason behind it. But so Tyler Anderson was that guy before game two. So you're thinking, oh, he's probably starting game. However, uh, both Tyler Anderson and the Dodgers were like quick to say, we haven't decided yet. It kind of, you know, see, it sort of depends. I think it was dependent on like how the bullpen was used. I think had they had a situation where they had to go to like Dustin May or um, Andrew Heaney, um, I don't, maybe it would have been Anderson on, on in game three, but they didn't. So I, so Dave Roberts said he they went with um, Gonsolin because they like the way he's throwing the ball. Um, it, we're recording this on Thursday in the sort of Zoom on earlier Thursday, the travel day. Um, Roberts said uh, Gonsolin would be stretched out to upwards of 75 pitches. Um, Gonsolin said he threw four innings in a simulated game at Dodger Stadium on Saturday, so he had thrown two plus an inning in the bullpen in his um, last regular season start. Very spring training vibes to that, you know, like you're, you're still building up your strength. Go ahead and throw another inning in the bullpen. And that's where he's sort of at right now. So that was like the weird part, like thinking like, why are they doing this? But so I, I think why they're doing it. Well, okay, first, it, it's, it's on one hand, it's very weird to say the guy – who had a 214 ERA in 130 innings were being like, why are they starting this guy? Right. <laughs> you know, that, that, but I get that. But you're also thinking he's, he's made one, this will be his second major league start in the last seven weeks. So, and you're only getting like maybe five innings tops. However, the Dodgers in the first two games of the series got five innings from both of their starters who are very well rested and very good. And, did not pitch great, but also didn't they 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 were fine, but like I think that's what you're sort of um, you're sort of looking at right now. Um, like I think they 
they think he can be good for whatever he however long he goes and they'll have may and heaney um with enough like rest i don't know which day heaney pitched i know may pitched sunday so like he'll be on four days rest i think he pitched three innings so if you need them to go like a longer outing you they can my my gut is Heaney is the Gonsolin follower and May is the Anderson follower, but I don't, you know, I don't know exactly how they're going to do that. You never know because Anderson could easily go like six or whatever. But um, I think that's the sort of rationale also because of the off day, the bullpen is reset. So you basically have every uh, regular reliever at your disposal too, mm-hmm. as opposed to like if it's, if it's game four, it depends on who you might have used the night before. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I, I think that's where, sort of where they're at. Yeah, it'll be. I think some speculation that handiness had to do something that didn't want to do three in a row. I think I'm more of your thought that they just think that combination of they really like what Gonsolin's one did most of this year and is looking yeah. like uh, uh, in his sort of brief outings that they've been able to look at. Along with the fact that, hey, we have our full bullpen. Let's get this sort of mystery of what we get out of them out of the way. And that way we can sort of better game plan in games four and possibly five. <clears throat> in terms of who piggybacks who, the only thing that I uh, sort of uh, uh, Drury and Bell has become like almost a near platoon, uh, it seems like for the Padres. So I wonder if that's at all a factor that trying to get get that switch out of the way and burn that um maybe not as big of a deal considering the dodgers have so few left-handers uh, in the bullpen yeah so perhaps that's just they're just gonna have to ride it, with and it's not like either is both have had bells kind of looked a little off but has a has a home run um in the playoffs uh, but drewy has certainly looked good against lefties so i i don't know there that'll be interesting to see and yeah, Bell and Bell hasn't started yet. Um, so right, it just affected, I guess, where Drew was hitting in the lineup. Right, exactly. Well, but and, well, and he but hasn't like, started to be his Dodger. To be fair, Dodgers are all lefties uh, up to this point, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what the Padres do uh, in reaction, actually having to face a righty in Game Three. Yeah, I do wonder about like how they also view May at this point, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in regards to Heaney. Um, because I wonder if like, if, if Gonsolin is like more of a shorter outing, like if he's, he's has any sort of trouble, may, do they go Heaney because he's probably the guy who can go longer at this point, but I guess it depends where they're at, right? Like if it's like a one run game or something, and I, I think a lot think of it would. is going to be leveraged too. If you're looking at the, the yeah. Soto Machado lineup, I think they're going to go to Phillips, Canely, someone, someone shorter, get through that yeah. and try and get. Like I would not be surprised if, if, the, if say the Dodgers were in a spot where they actually had to get length from either May or Haney, and they knew that. Uh, I still think that's probably an opener situation. Like get have someone really that they really really trust get through those those two sluggers, and then and yeah. then you can kind of give a soft landing to them and try and get them to get at least you know six seven outs before they have to worry on do they look good enough to face in, Soto and Machado. Yeah, in in terms of this this series, I think. There's a situation where you you don't for Heaney. I guess it depends. But you definitely don't have him face 
Soto Machado more than once. Right. I mean, that that's like, but that's, who knows if he's going to be even pitch that long to, to get that chance. But you, it might, and, I mean, ideally, again, all of this is on. ideally the Dodgers just have a five run yeah. lead and the bases are empty and they're sure. like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you hit, you know, you hit, you let them hit back to back home runs. We don't want that, but maybe we'll, we'll take the dice to kind of preserve some bullpen arms, especially since there isn't the, the day off after game four. It could be a situation too, where you, you with, with Heaney specifically because of the order you have him to go through Soto and then bring in a right-hander mm-hmm, to get Machado mm-hmm. to whatever. But I think they do have the options, and uh, it'll be it will be interesting to see how they sort of navigate that. And but it's funny because you know we're sitting here talking about Tony Gonsolin. Uh, he's only going to go through seventy-five pitches. Like it's like five innings at most. Meanwhile, Blake Snell, who always seems to do well against the Dodgers, is also usually five innings at most, <laughs> roughly. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, he, he's gone over before, but um, they getting him out of the game too, and then getting to that that bullpen who they haven't. Hit, yeah, and that, that's who, yeah, kind of what I was talking about earlier. They like, really, yeah. and again, they have had so many at bats against you know not so much hater, I guess, but everyone else in the bullpen that I'm not going to let two two games where you know maybe the lawn layover had a had an issue, and like you said, they did look certainly better in game two, if not. Uh, one untimely and two not great. Uh, I certainly have. Uh, I have no reason to think. Oh, the, the Padres bullpen is just immaculate now, and they're never going to give up a hit. Right. But still, that I, that has to that that story has to change, especially when you're looking at at Snell and Musgrove in games three and four. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't note that um, uh, Alex Vesey was also very good in his game one outing. He he went five outs. The, the non trinan reliever, I and mean, even if Phillips had a bit of a struggle, but it was against the better part of the lineup. And again, first playoff appearance, uh, a little yeah. bit of a he was saved by the double play. Yeah, uh, um, but, but Gratterall gave up a run, but it was unearned because of the Turner error. And, and like he, now, nothing he gave up looked bad. Like it was like soft. It was like a Kenley it, or however, Kershaw outing of own. He, he was also saved by a his own brilliance in in um, like the greatest. Uh, pitcher squeeze oh, defense yeah. I've ever seen, uh, and then uh, Cody Bellinger saving it. I was about to say, I was about to say that I was about to retract. Okay, he gave up one loud sounding thing, but it was an but out. that that's that's the the uh, Bruiser Gratterall um, Cody Bellinger Padres connection is yeah. that Bruiser Gratterall will set Cody Bellinger up for a highlight catch at some point during the NLDS. <laughs> so we had that moment. So. Uh, the other okay, so another thing that came through uh, uh, both after game two and uh, on the off day is that game three's lineup is essentially set. Uh, the Dodgers said after the game on game two were like, "Hey, what's up with Chris Taylor? Why didn't you use him?" He's like, "No, no, he's starting in game three. Okay, so he's in left field. Uh, Trace Tom- and also, what about Bellinger struggles? Uh, Bellinger sitting against Snell, which I think we could have easily predicted that. Trace Thompson is going to be in center." On uh, on on Thursday, Dave Roberts said also in Game Three that Austin Barnes is catching. Um, so and Will Smith is DH. We talked about this, I think, on the last on the preview episode of the, the division series, where when they do that, it essentially forces the hand of because uh, they're gonna. I think I, I I can't see a scenario where Muncie and Justin Turner aren't both in the lineup. So Turner has been the DH the first two games, Justin and. Uh, but he's going to be at third with with Smith as the DH, and then that moves Max Muncy to second, which means Gavin Lux sits. So 
that's sort of where they're at uh, going into game three. And I, I hear um, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Trey Turner might also start. So uh, <laughs> no, not, no, no confirmation on that yet. But yeah, so that, that's what we're and that sort of And that at. will also, I think, lead to like some defensive and pinch hitting changes. Like they're good. I, you have to be more eager to pinch hit Gavin Lux than uh, anyone else in the like Maybe I guess you could yeah. argue Chris Taylor, but even then, you know, kind of finding that spot, you apparently use Austin Barnes instead. And then uh, defensively, if, you know, if the game's close at all, you have to be looking to get Cody Bellinger uh, into center, certainly after sure. spells out. So it'll be interesting to see sort of the maneuvering that, that produces that lineup produces I will in in our other bets um for the total runs for the series uh you are looking uh, excellent right now as I said 23 runs for the whole series and we're already at 16 through two games you said 28 so I think you're you're in excellent shape there um but you know let's say the Dodgers win um two nothing and one nothing uh then I win so you, you know I'll goodness. take it <laughs> like, get yeah. this series over with please uh, um, that was so, yeah. also me doing bad math because I forgot what the number was at, and I, I tried to get it to exactly twenty three and failed miserably. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I called it two shutouts. Here it is. It's gonna happen. But I don't know. That's where we're at. Uh, so yeah. Uh, any any parting thoughts? How are you? So you think they're gonna just win the next two games? No, I kind of think it's gonna go to game five. To be honest, like. Okay. They're gonna like San Diego crowd's gonna be fired up. There's gonna be Dodger fans there, but not like a regular season game. I'm actually and in San first. Diego right now, so there is there is an yeah. outside chance I do a little you know check on seat gate. I think, yeah, you should you should do a reconnaissance and um, get on that. Um, so yeah, it should be. It'll. I mean, they certainly can win, and like, I, I actually think like Tyler Anderson's gonna be fine. I know we we talked about that like. He doesn't really like miss bats, but he also doesn't give up hard contact. And like, how are they gonna? It, it is just gonna be interesting what kind of rope they get. Um, but yeah, as of now, no starter in this series has gone has gotten out in the sixth inning. So um, that's sort of the bar. And I think it would be sort of funny if Tyler Anderson was like the first one to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just given like it worked for him all year, he didn't start in the rotation, ended up leading the team in innings. Like. Uh, it would be funny if that's uh, that's and what would help is too. the best offense in baseball acting like it. So that would be great. I agree. Um, so as far as the podcast, this is previewing the weekend. Uh, the next one will be a leading off episode on Monday morning. And then uh, that'll uh, be, I guess, recapping the series uh, by me. And then either Jacob and I will be previewing the NLCS uh, or a post-mortem uh, soon Ugh, after. Those uh, are the worst. The Dodgers, yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that. So Let's we'll not see. do that this year. Yeah, who knows? It's not up to us, so uh, go Dodgers, I guess. Yeah, I want to I see if uh, I, if any goose, any goose, any geese uh, fly south to San Diego and show up for the series this week. That would, I think that needs to happen. So. All right. Well, go yeah. figure out how to, how to rent some and you handle it. And we'll talk to you all next week. See ya.